Big time. Tony, what's shaking? Welcome to the show, man. So good to be here. Thank you, Chris. So, so you're welcome. I am thoroughly stoked about this one. And I know I was just obviously mentioning this before we hit record. The beautiful office inside of there. You look like you're ready for a board meeting and going in into a million dollar deal. So let's make it happen. You even got the refrigerator there for some vodka, for some higher conversations, whatever that might be for people. We're ready to bring the heat. But so excited. Been looking forward to this for a while now. It's been it's been about a month since we spoke, I believe. And uh, the schedule gets packed. And a lot of things happen <laughs> from time to time. Right. Uh, and and uh, it's good to see your journey go and, and to be on, you know, similar, different but similar journeys and, mm-hmm. and to be able to talk and share that with you, Chris. Right. Yeah. I'm, I can't wait, man, for the listeners to just get a glimpse a little bit more deeper inside into your world and all the things you've overcome in the last 20 years and even before the entrepreneurial type of life and getting yourself ready for that. There's a lot of pivotal moments. And then one thing just before we go in, I want everyone to understand that it takes a really skilled and thick layered entrepreneur to get to a certain point into your journey in business and then go, you know what? this is not actually serving on the capacity that I'm trying to serve on. Let's tear everything down. Let's go back to the, let's get the blueprint. Let's go all the way down to the, all of the nitty and gritty of what we do and why we do it. And let's build it back up. And now of course you're seeing what's happening. It's like when you're putting all that intention and you're putting you, sometimes in just like a windjack and we share that it's putting all this work in. And, and I got to a certain point. I was like, man, why am I doing this? Like, I don't have to do this. I'm, I've done well in all this other stuff, but it's kind of like a challenge. It's kind of like the, pretty, pretty, make an example. It's like dropping a mic on the stage. No one goes back and picks the mic up. Move on. Did you feel that in your journey when you went to, okay, I need to make some moves? What was the actual, the big shining light and says, all right, today's the day. I need to make this happen. I had... Uh, so I started the company as an engineer yep. with probably negative business acumen, but just feeling if I did right by people and, and I'm passionate about the stuff I do, uh, jumping with both feet, I'm not going to fail. Um, little wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, it, that's a, a good thing. That's a good thing. So you find it, it in a little way. And, and you know what? 10 years from now, I'll probably find another another inflection point where it's just like, okay, I needed to change things in my perspective of myself today. is going to be different. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But looking back, um, I was just, you know, I was a reactive it provider. Uh, and that, that means, um, I left my corporate job, uh, thinking I should do more than just have, um, just be in a corporate environment. And I don't know. I just, I just had a calling Chris, and I, I can't explain it other than that, where I just felt like I had to make a change. And so I left, I resigned with nothing going on. Uh, I still live with my mom. I was like 22, 23 years old. <laughs> uh, and, um, and so I, I just started calling people in the phone book, um, which was hard because I went from, you know, people calling me for help. And I love helping. That's my thing. I love helping people, uh, to, I have to throw myself out there and, uh, get rejected over and over and over again. Uh, as a not, I'm not a salesperson. I'm, I'm not the type that even puts myself out there like that. I just kind of wait for people to come and I help. And so um, got a first customer. Finally, a guy said, yes, I'll, I'll talk to you. Uh, 
and went into his office. He, he reminded me of, of me when I was your age kid and it was a little Italian guy. Awesome guy. <laughs> awesome, man. He just passed away a couple years ago. Um, and, uh, and he gave me a shot and I had my first customer and, and it was just under the premise of when you have a problem with it in your office, call me and I'll come fix it for, I think I was charging like 80 bucks an hour at the time. And, mm. uh, and, and then I'll fix it. And it was easy for me to go in and we find it have a problem. I, just, I came from this big corporate environment, I was able to, able to fix it really quick in five minutes, everything, everybody's working again. And it's just like, Oh, there's been a problem for months and you're amazing. And, and just, you know, building personal relationships with the staff. And as they would leave, they would go to other offices and they would bring me in and, and the company was growing. And, um, and to me, it was great. Call me when there's a problem. And eventually I got into some annuity services. Uh, so I started becoming like a managed service provider where I was offering, I'll check your backups. I was here two months ago. I noticed your backups didn't run. Mm-hmm. So, um, you want me to check them every day for 150, 200 bucks a month? I'll check it and I'll fix it. And so, uh, yeah, that sounds great. If our backups aren't running, that's a huge problem for us. We'll lose the business. Okay, great. Well, I'll take care of it. All and right. just started offering more of these monthly services. Chris, and uh, to make it a long story, just a little bit longer, started offering more tools. And so I thought it was proactive. Started uh, bringing on clients that would want maybe some, uh, just call me when there's a problem to all fixed fee and everything in between. So it was uh, every type of service under the sun I was offering. And then um, just realized I was building chaos. Mm. And it got to the point where it was every weekend, we had hundreds and hundreds of clients. Um, every weekend there was this massive problem. Their server would go down, but uh, all the tools I had to monitor their network or provide security services, they didn't tell me where the, back then the CDs were to install their software. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me interject just real quick, just for something. I wanna, I'm gonna really shine a light on something you said and it, my mind just went there. Do you feel that you're building chaos or you're attracting chaos? Ooh. <sighs> if you were asking me then, I was building chaos. If mm-hmm. you're asking me now uh, in Open Vulnerable, I was attracting the hell out of chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not just professionally, but personally as well. Yeah. Yeah. If, as I look back, I see how my life mimicked or my business mimicked my personal well-being mm-hmm. and i was in this stage where, where i wasn't i um you know I, I wasn't making the best decisions personally um uh and i was getting in the wrong relationships my people picker was way off uh as a as a giver like i i that that's my personality type i, I don't feel comfortable taking anything i give yeah. and then maybe after we're so like, freaking similar we're so freaking similar we knew this the first time we met we were like what <laughs> what did I meet? Holy shit. Like we were separated somewhere. Do you feel that, that, you know, when you're creating, I know for myself and I can only speak to this because I'm so similar to that type of personality and that journey. I, sh- I share something sim- very similar, but then obviously different because insert experience, insert person and personality type and all this, the, the situations. Do you feel that when I know when myself, when I started curating chaos, I was attracting chaos because I just wanted to feel something because I, I, I de- felt like I didn't deserve everything. I don't deserve this type of life. So I'm going to self-sabotage it just so I can create chaos so I can feel mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Were you self-sabotaging into your personal life more or is it pretty much even when it comes to business? I felt like it was perfectly aligned and I would put forth the same effort. Like once I got one, like and if it was like good, I would put I would I would self sabotage it. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
hundred percent. And and my personal demon was the need for approval. Yeah, uh, me too. Me too. And so I would I would uh, I would definitely get to a point of success. And my zona genius from a uh, uh, a book called The Big Leap would be just like waving yeah. its its flag over here, saying, "I'm over here. Just come join me." And I'd be like, I'm just going to bump on this glass ceiling and just go right back down for whatever reason. And to me, it wasn't life or business. Um, they were the same for me. Like, mm-hmm. there, like there's no real, like I had a very poor separate. I just, I kind of just put the two in harmony instead of having balance. Right. So it's more of my life and business. My business was a reflection of my life. And so I would do things personally. And then I would do things business that were kind of intertwined and would come right back down to where I felt I, I deserved to be. Mm-hmm. And when you got back down to that level, when you felt like you deserved to be, now you have something to do. You have to overcome, right? So uh, it's like, now I've created this dysfunctional routine and I keep doing it. It's perpetual, obviously, mo- motions and actions or inactions. And I'm creating this bullshit life, but I'm creating this. I, I feel like I have a need to overcome now. And that's a need for, yeah, that's a need for approval. That's the doping side of it is giving you that, giving you that fix. Yeah. Almost like the boredom of successes. Yes. hundred percent. hundred percent. Then was like the, the, all the excuse I needed to then say, let me create something that I can then fix. Whether that was business, my relationship, the other person or my series of relationships, it was everything else except for me, Mm -hmm. which took me a while to figure out I was it was much easier to try because I'm also like I troubleshoot I'm a fixer right and so right. it's much easier to try and fix others than stare in that mirror and we're getting <laughs> into like this is my personal stuff we're getting into it deep and I'm happy oh. to do it but uh uh and it wasn't until I went through a series of like low lower bottom of the barrel points mm-hmm. um through personal relationships getting out of you know, getting into a marriage that wasn't right. Wasn't a good relationship before the marriage, getting into the relationship because I wanted, you know, I didn't want to let the person down. Like yeah. I wanted to help. Like do I, the right, I wanted do the to right thing. Happy. We share that too. Uh, we don't need to go all the way into detail. And I, I share something very similar. I was trying to do the right thing. And me trying to do the right thing, I, I felt it even before it happened. Like I just knew in my gut something was up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those that care around you do as well. They'll generally give you like a little bit of an out to say, "Hey, are you sure?" Yeah, like, all, all of them nudge. All of them did. Even my father, <laughs> for a walk down that, and this is kind of a perfect example. I knew that I was destined for a lot of heartbreak when I took a sales call of like seventy k right before I walked down the aisle. Kind of tells you exactly where I was kind of at in my life at that pom- at a moment. I was always very skilled at whatever I did, whatever I focused on, bro. I won because I was willing to die whatever I was willing to do to get to the outcome. But I, I wasn't able to channel that type of energy to recycle it. Like I didn't know what to do with my energy when I got off of work. I had no idea. I had no idea how to recharge and recycle. I didn't. I didn't have the boundaries and barriers that uh-huh. protecting my source. I didn't know right. how to protect it. I was just an open beacon light, bro. They were like, "Bing!" Like those narcissistic and those type, you know, codependency to get right on me, man. Because they. They have so many layers over top of their source they can't get to, so they need another source. Mm-hmm. So let's go they with this asshole. Right. And now <laughs> just picking, they're picking me apart. And I just literally have, well, I call, I was actually had a call with um, Laura Power. She's a celebrity psychic and very, in, 
very in tune to cosmic forces. And she talked about um, energy parasites. They literally come onto you and it just suck everything out of you mm -hmm. and leave oh, you, you for dry you, when you, nothing, you have nothing left. Well, it doesn't help that we're out there uh, ostentatiously with a nice car. Yeah, it doesn't nice help. Gear. No, I was attracting going, it. I was like, don't get it wrong. wrong. Don't get it twisted. I had an $80,000 watch flashing it for no damn reason wearing a hoodie. Like, come on, bro. Like, I had a problem. Yeah, I was an idiot. <laughs> All right. So, what, uh, share and, and uh, what opened you up to say what was your, your point where you said this is uh, like what switched for you? The universe, I, okay, this is a great question. And I loved how, and then I'm always open to this because I, I, <laughs> it's fun because I don't often get to talk about it with people because they never really ask that question, but only people that are aligned to under, having an understanding of the feelings. I was forced by the universe, to be honest with you. I don't think I would have like put myself in a situation where I had a cultivation of silence, cultivation of self-discovery and really go deep down into that rabbit hole and go, this is going to fucking suck, but mm -hmm. I have to do it. It's when my daughter was born. Mm. And that was the first time that I ever weeped of joy since mm. my older sister passed. Cause I would suppress, I would never fully show up and be my true authentic self because I was seeking approval and I would just be whatever ever whatever someone else wanted me to be for them. So I, no one ever, actually there's been a lot of women in my life that I've attracted and it's the same type of qualities and, and the looks, even the looks, this drives me insane. It's crazy. <laughs> I and I would get to myself to a certain point and I knew exactly what was happening. And God does a funny thing in the universe or whatever people believe Buddha. I don't give a shit. But when you get to a certain point, God's going to test you to make sure you're ready for the next level. And he put me in a situation. This is like four or five months ago. I thought I was having a heart attack. I was having a panic attack. And that was his, because um, I give this analogy a lot. You ever seen um, you were Top Gun, the fighter jets, they break the sound barrier. That's how I view success. When you're getting to the next level, the next layer, you're going to get the most resistance from the outside world that you can take. So when the I've actually when I was in the military, I asked the fighter guys, the pilots, it's like, what is it like to break through a sound barrier? And he goes, man, it's freaking a rush. Because right when he goes, every time's a rush. He goes, right when you're about to break through, the whole like the cockpit feels like it feels like it's about to blow up, but you know that you need to keep accelerating and go through. And right when you break through, it's like the whole, everything just falls off of you. Wow. That's how I, I felt. Love I love when physics imitate life. Isn't it crazy? Yes. And it's really cool to watch, but that's how I felt about my journey. <laughs> but I, I was forced by the universe to really go back in because I felt like my flu game was better than 99% of people out there when it came to what I did for a living. I can beat people at 10%. It wasn't like I was literally walking into meetings going, I'm going to, so how much you want me to beat you by this month? <laughs> it, ego, right? Very uh -huh. egotistical. I was like, how much you want me to beat you by this month? I got to the point where I was so freaking dialed into what I did and the system side of it, there was nothing going to break it. I had a pipeline that had four or $5 million in that pipeline. They were just, it's just a revolving door and it was coming. So I was like, I'm going to, so they were, an average person was doing like 400K. I think my biggest month gap, I was like 1.4 million over top of them. Ego. Ego, that need for approval. And because I, I so never, far. 
Oh man, because that need for approval goes all the way back to my older sister where she was born handicapped, right? So my parents, I was the first kid that actually could walk, talk, play, run, understand. You know what I mean? So I was always that, I was always seeking approval because I was doing more because they never, they, you know, obviously I was the, obviously the only son, but the first child that could do everything. Mm. So it was like, I, that was all the way down deep in my subconscious, bro. In the Did subconscious. I, yes. And it, it, it was so freaking enlightening. Once I discovered that one little missing piece and I was like, once I removed that and gave something else worth of substance for that one piece and re-anchored that, I was like, I'm unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. So your, so your daughter was your, um, your, and what, like for, for myself, it was more of like what I would perceive at the time as the biggest obstacle I've ever come across. Like mm -hmm. it was just me, like not understanding why am I putting these people in my life that will do these, like that will take, that will fool, that will lie. Like, what's wrong with me and really getting deep into that. And it's, it's always a trip. If I were, if I were to like, dip into something, those things that are your toughest moments, I don't mean to get cliche, but that's what can, like, that's like your sonic boom. Like if you could find a way to find the opportunity in that, it doesn't have to be immediate, but then leverage that to go into that next level. Like that's, that's really the, the that's where the power of, of the life journey came for me. Right. Well, so, you know, it's funny. I just have, I'm such a blessed individual, man. I'm so fucking grateful. You are, Chris. I'm just such a, I'm such a blessed individual. But then again, I, my future self deserves it. You know what I mean? So it's, and you're like, I mean, I mean, it what sounds for, every, for right. everybody else around you. Right. Exactly. And, and selfishly, selfishly enough, it's like I, why I'm doing it. Like, I don't want, it's not about my success anymore. It's about, I want everyone to look at collectively and it's a, a shared legacy. Like I've been the guy that was the face of the company. I, I don't want to build that type of core. It's all about community. So what I'm building that type of way is kind of like me sitting, I'm in a situation right now. I'm starting to sit back and watch it all like come into fruition and coming and coming to light. And I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> this mm -hmm. is fun. But you mentioned that. I mean, it's like, it's me astounding people, man. And it's always very simple methods that lead them to do <clears throat> extraordinary things in life. And, they people think they need to take in. I need more knowledge, and I need I need to be able to have grit, determination. These are all prerequisites. These are this is pre. You have to have that. It's not okay. I need to have that one. No, it's a prerequisite. In order for you to get to the next level, it's all about surrendering. Surrendering what I like. I'm willing to destroy the version of myself today to make that sacrifice to become who I should be tomorrow. If you need to. And that's what it sounds like you did in, in your life business. I mean, they're all aspects. I mean, you don't know the difference between work and play anymore. That's when you're on one. I mean, work is play. Yes. Yeah, that's what I, what I do. And, and I'm curious, like, you know, you, you hit that, um, you know, I, there's a million different w ways for success. Right. And I don't know if ours is similar because we have similar personality types, mm -hmm. but going through the journey we have to then get there. Um, you know, as I started getting, uh, so I, I'm a big fan of therapy mm -hmm. and, and, and not just ha like finding a good therapist cause there's bad ones out there too. And <laughs> yeah. really digging deep into yourself. Mm -hmm. And as you do that and unlock, you know, what those we call them demons, whatever those blockers are, um, 
you start opening up the ability to attract mm-hmm. the right things. And it's hard. I remember having like snot bubble tears going through once I started dipping in and really putting my finger on what my personal pain was, my childhood, my, my, my need for approval. I just like gushed out. And it was like an overwhelming relief of just like You're shedding. That's, You're that's shedding. what I need to, that's where I need to work through. Got it. And you're lightened. And as you start doing that and going through that motion, things just start falling into place over time for me. And I don't really have, and I, I don't mean to, to talk in such generics that make it uninteresting, but. No, um, and, and there's a lot of listeners that, you know, been obviously following this show. If they've noticed, I've made a shift from high level entrepreneurs to specific, you know, type of, um, I would say leaders in type of industries. And now it's more more towards like a a lot more of the conversations that I'm having. And it comes from my journey of me going through what I've been going through and growing through it more spiritual. And the conversation just gradually just go there because it's what I'm attracting into my life. I don't have to ask people to come onto the show. I'm in a very blessed individual, right? I don't even like when people send me a message, Hey, can I come onto the show? No, I don't know you. It's all done by referrals. Mm. all done by referrals is who okay tony who who do you got who do you want me to interview next and then you'll end up because i don't ask that though you'll end up bringing them to me because i don't need to seek out i just need to worry about this internal dialogue that's it track more of the same exactly so you're you're kind of using that same pattern for success and journey as you are putting your effort outward chris it's the same that that once I started doing the same thing from a per like I always try to do a personal perspective, but from a business perspective, our change is what really getting into helping people with a certain thing and putting all of our focus towards the external yeah, okay. of, of going that direction and which led to passion and purpose. And as we started doing that, um, things just started opening up more and more, I guess, you know, it's not, it's not about you, mm-hmm. right? It's never about you, and I, I say that like third person about myself. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's it's and, you know it's important to start saying those things to yourself because you need to be kind to yourself. Then also you need to be you know hold yourself accountable and in, in, in shedding layers of becoming you know obviously being humble every day. I humble mm-hmm. myself every day because you it's even more difficult because I've been in this country by myself potentially. You know, for the last, you know, whatever, how long for the COVID stuff, even before that. And I'm so social, <laughs> but I'm, I'm social, but I'm antisocial, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't waste my energy on things that can't hold that. I don't have the capacity to withstand that energy. Like I literally emotionally, physically, and even my face, I shut off. Like I'm just done. I don't have anything else to say and I move on, you know? <laughs> Sure. Like you're quiet today. I'm like, you know, I'm not, I really don't have nothing else to say. But then I get around someone like you, I can't, I can't shut the hell up. <laughs> but you mentioned something. You mentioned that you love therapy and you're a huge fan of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And those pain points where you were just that had you in the most vulnerable state where you're able to kind of let it out. And I ask you this question because I, I still have recordings on my phone to hold myself accountable when I was going through mine. Of like literally just shedding layers. And mm-hmm. I sent one to my parents once on purpose. And they were, of course, scared. You're going to make yourself sick. I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I, no, I'm healing myself. Mm. I'm healing myself. 
and it's not your fault because a lot of stuff that you think about your ancestors. It's not just, it doesn't stop just at your parents or grandparents or great grandparents. Think about all back in the generations where it comes from. Man. And when you start having that type of perspective and understanding about life in general, there's no anger anymore. You diffuse it all that because it's all about acceptance and, sh and shedding layers and just surrendering. And we ain't got it that bad. I don't know. We're too tired no. attacking me at the moment, which is kind of right. nice. Yeah, no, we don't have no saber tooth and shit trying to kill us. And you know, <laughs> it's really not that difficult. I don't have to go kill my food, you know, and things of that type of way. I mean, so when you're touching you hit that pain point and you're like letting go, like, do you kind of, and I know how vivid it is even for myself because it was in a high emotional state. That's what our, that's what our minds are for. It takes a mm -hmm. snapshot called memory at a high emotional state when you're having traumatic or whatever. It's like kind of being in a car accident. Right before the car accident, you, you know, slows things slow down. You're slowing down time in that frontal lobe. So when you're going through and you're shedding those, was the was your initial reaction? I'm gonna let it out and okay, it's like oh, I just take a huge shit. It's kind of like what therapy is for me, like taking a huge shit and walking out the door. But then, like, what was your initial reaction? Because people think that that that's it. Okay, I'm healed. <laughs> no, 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 that's just a starting process. Yeah. Right. So, like, what was your initial feelings? You don't need to go into specifics, but did it give you more of a awareness of what's happening? And did you shift over to the acceptance <laughs> shortly after that? Or did you just want to feel what you're feeling first and embracing that? So initially feeling pain, overwhelming yeah. sadness. Yes. Um, hurt. And, uh, and I felt that. And it was just like, and I remember my therapist checked on me like an hour later. <laughs> Oh, that's later great. On that day. You had a good one then. You had a good one then. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, and, and just, you know, it was almost like another, interestingly, it was like I was going through trauma of like built up for decades. Mm. And, um, and then I was able to pinpoint it and say, okay. Um, and, and we kind of made like, for me, it was like, that's the little boy inside me that's hurt. Mm -hmm. And now, and, and it kind of gave me the awareness to say, okay, that like, I went through that. It was tough. It hurt. It's, it's not my fault. I, I don't think that it's necessarily anybody's fault, but it was something that was part of my experience that I need to be aware of. And when I get those feelings, I can pinpoint and say, that's the, the little boy inside of me that needs approval that's right, coming 100%. out and gave me, I'm, I'm systematic. So I, I need to have like somewhat of a system to say, ah, I'm doing it. Hey, it's okay, little guy. You know, uh, you're approved. Love you. We're, mm -hmm. we're going to be all right. And then work on that and just be able to put my finger on it and say, give him a little pet <laughs> and, then, mm -hmm. and then move on. But, uh, but it's still like, you know, still there. It still like pops up from time to time. And, mm -hmm. and it's, um, if I'm not doing things to, to keep my, myself healthy, it'll like, it'll, you know, it'll raise up from time. Like, I'm not perfect. Nobody is obviously. And you don't just like all of a sudden like, Oh, I'm like, I'm not a hundred percent. Just like always going to be. It's just like, I just know what it is now. And I, and with that awareness, that's enough. To, that's enough. My perception. Right. What's going on. Yeah. Because you, and it, you can easily with awareness, you can easily slip into avoidance rather than going the right route and accepting what's happening and what it yeah. is for what it is. And that's where, that's where I failed. I call them the four A's 
to to change anything. It's like awareness, acceptance, stop the bleeding, then be able to come up with the right plan to systematically, I'm very methodical as well. Coming up with the right plan is going to get me from to the outcome because I'm not going to move unless it's going to get me to the outcome. It's the only thing I care about. So I'm going to take action and then I'm going to hold myself accountable. But here's where I fell down the slippery slope and I kept tricking my damn self. I would be aware of what's happening. And I still had these dysfunctional emotional patterns and triggers that I kept allowing into my life that I couldn't stop myself from going into avoidance. It's kind of like when someone pisses you off and I would say a certain thing. Mm. And I'm like, why do I say that? Why do I, why is that my trigger? But then I started peeling back the layers and I realized I came from my father. And the reason why he would scare us with the emotion, like uh, not emotional, but um, words, because he comes from and suffered from a lot of abuse of physical abuse. And he's like letting you know, like, I'm pissed off. I don't want to hurt you type of thing. And then he would immediately go into remorse and go, oh, shit. Hey, I'm sorry. Now he's like, oh, I just want you mad. I don't want you mad at me. Don't Because he's had a lot of that type of baggage there and, and issues that was projected onto me. And I thought it was okay to speak a certain way to people when I would be angry. I'm sorry. I was just angry. No, you have a lot of in, internal battles and shit you haven't won yet. So that little boy inside of me, even my dad yells right now. He's not, he's a great man, great father, great man. What he's actually done for me in my life has just been insane. The amount of shit that he had to deal with and the life that he allowed me to create, it was a huge sacrifice. So when I, when I speak about him, when I want him to make sure that everyone understands, I have a great father. I'm such a lucky man to have somebody like that. But when he put, when I was, when I would say things, this is when you know you're making a huge shift in life. I, w- I brought it to him and I told him I was just so empathetic. I was like, I'm sorry. You know, I said, listen, this, but I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but this is the reason why this happens. And this is why you say certain things and you open his eyes and be like, well, shit, my son's on a different level right now. And it's all about embracing and, and saying, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I fixed it. Which has to give him an enormous sense of pride. Oh, hundred percent. It's the first time my dad's ever told me he's proud of me. Awesome, man. First time uh, ever. Like, other than, you know, when you're kidding, I'm proud of you. Like, no, but like, really, I'm I'm really proud of you. Like, this would have yeah. killed me. And I watched you go through what you went through to grow through to get you put yourself in this vehicle or whatever you're doing. And I'm really proud of you. And that, I didn't cry then. But right when I hung up the phone, I was, whoop, lost it. You know what I mean? And that was just, an, it was an amazing feeling. So fantastic. what? So what was the, I mean, I know that when you have that type of breakthrough moment, like what was the, what was the key indicator for you? They went, okay, I'm on the right path. I'm on the right journey. I know Mm -hmm. I'm in a right, I know I'm going in a right direction. I need to now put these boundaries there to not have these emotional triggers. And I guess you would say what we're attracting into our life to females and, or could be, you know, driving around in a, you know, three thousand dollar, three hundred thousand dollar car, and paying it in cash because I watched it on a fucking movie once. You know, and having a driver and stupid shit that we would do. Like, but mm-hmm. were were those? Would I guess you would say were those like some of the things that you had to? Not gonna say remove, but deal with before you kind of like made something move, or what was it for you? Um. <clears throat> so if I could put my finger on, on, like, if I could point to one thing, I would say that as I went through that experience 
and gave myself several months of time to embrace not just the feeling, but understand it and then work on those triggers. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, as I went through that and I, I went from being ashamed of it, of my experience in my past to embracing it more so. And just, this is who I am. And it's going to make me a better person. Like my perspective now is totally different and it's on a much healthier plane. Right. Um, as I was able to get there, I started attracting my people picker got fixed mm-hmm. and I started attracting, uh, my wife, m- now my wife. Right. Uh, and, and finding a, a, a true partner that, uh, that's a giver as well. That is that so would important. never, t- uh-huh. yep. That would never, t- I, I can remember Chris, I showed up and I was still like, I still had my Porsche and my, like, you know, I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I got, I got two little boys and I got a suburban and I got a Porsche. Like I'm living two lives basically. Is that, mm-hmm. that's like, I hadn't dealt with all the remnants and undone those things just yet. And I, and I remember right, we went out on our first dinner and I remember feeling like as we walked and we went to each other's cars and I was like, why do I have, like, why do I need to have a Porsche with, you know, I can attract a great person who's beautiful, intelligent, loving, caring, what, what like has a never get up mentality, not just like you talked about grit in life, has that for relationships with the people that she loves. Why am I? And so I, I remember uh, I went to the, the car dealership, maybe, I don't know, a week or a month later. And I was, and I was like, Hey, can you buy this lease out or turn it back? And I returned to Porsche and I was like, I, I'm not attracting that anymore. I'm good with not these material things, but the things inside of me that will attract great experiences with wonderful people that can create real true legacy for, you know, we I had a three and a one year old. She came into so much pain, uh, coming in like a contentious dis- divorce did not, uh, she was not welcomed by, by their mom. Initially we have a much better, great relationship now. Mm-hmm. Um, but to put up with all that, just because she has pure love in her heart to be able to attract that what the hell was I doing with these other material possessions? It just laid out my understanding of what success was. Mm-hmm. Into it, changed, a it changed, it changed the game for you. And it, it did like for myself, I, I didn't have to lose it all to be able to shed. And I'm very blessed and I'm very honored that I didn't have to go through something like that. I caught myself before. I'm, I'm a huge watch guy. And I, and I'm not going to get, maybe I can't really say all the way in detail right now because I still have things like kind of pending with them right at the end of the, the legal proceedings of visitation and all that stuff with my daughter. Right. So, um, but the, even, even for the mother of my child, I love her unconditionally, but I just want her to know, like, you know, like, I, I just want you to be happy and you to deal with whatever you have to deal with. I've, I've went through the healing process. Seems like through court proceedings that she's gotten worse. Um, and I just, and my heart goes out to her. I just want to say I'm, I'm yeah. nothing but sorry that, you know, yeah, we've been there, but we got to hold each other. Both sides it just takes two people. Right. So, but with the way I look at also the situation, when I got myself, when I'm putting myself in certain like positions, I guess. I even asked the legal guys, my legal team here, what happens if you don't have the financial means to protect yourself? 
He goes, well, then you're just fucked. <laughs> Pretty much. System's broke. It's even worse here. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, as I'm shedding layers, as I'm putting mm-hmm. in the work, and I remember I told you about that 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 mm-hmm. breakthrough that I literally felt it off. I feel so light. Yeah. I felt, and I just, I see even now today, it's like, it doesn't matter whatever it needs to happen. It's, it'll come to my life right when I need it, and I'll make, and I'll make it happen. It's just whatever. But what was the, the missing, the next step on proving it, that I was ready for the next level? I sold a hundred and something thousand dollars worth of watches. And the people in the watch place were like, why are you selling these watches? And I'm like, I, I got to get rid of them. They were like, do you need money? No, I don't need money. I made more money in the last two weeks. You know what I mean? Then I don't, I, it's not about money to me. I, said, I, don't, I don't need these things anymore to get where I got to go. And when I did with that money and that, those funds over a hundred and some thousand, you like uh, pounds. So that's what was 140 ish took that amount of money and I put it into a trust that where I'm working at a deal right now for a nonprofit or a charity for people that are in this situation and they can't afford it. Wow. I, I'm getting choked up thinking about a guy. That's my way of like letting go the last piece. And no, I know I haven't, I mean, I haven't talked about this publicly yet. So this is the first time, wow, but that okay. was, that was when you said the thing about the Porsche, I think that's the next, that's the last step, bro. Like before you, like, I'm not kidding. Most, that's the last step before. Cause in, in me imagining my life without me getting access to my daughter. I, not important. Nothing else. I don't care. Cause that was my way of proving it to myself that I can, that I can let go of what I thought in life was the, the way of being able to identify true success is watches, shoes, jewelry, cars, women. Let's be real. Trophy wives. Immaculate, mm-hmm. but dumb as a bag of rocks. You know what I mean? So it's like and it, there's other women. See, now what I'm attracting is the qualities. I'm not attracting the what it looks like on the outside. I'm attracting the energy fields. So me what? shedding all that and holding myself accountable, I had to. That was my way of letting go and. And me being able to take that type of funds and get putting it to good use. Give me chills, my dude. It's, you know, and I, I, uh, thank you for doing that. I, you're, I mean, like my thing is this, the way I look at it, it's a, it was a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I, I, I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to be able to do something of that type of magnitude. That's like legendary next level stuff that I don't want to, I just want to be able to put it there and I'll put it through the people that I want that need that. And I'll start it. I don't want to be the, I don't know nothing about legal stuff and whatever fees, but what I started doing is like, well, if I'm in a position where I have a platform that I can be able to speak and do what I need to do. And for, for, for people that don't have a voice, well, I'm going to make some things happen. And I put myself to work. And by the time this comes out, the, you know, obviously the, the end of the last little piece will be done. So that'd be good. That's kind of like what it was holding me back from. And I kind of thought about it, but I just, that's my way of holding myself accountable. Like, I know what it was for me, but when you sold that Porsche and got rid of that lease, what were the feelings like when you left the lot and you woke, maybe woke up the next day when you actually came to the realization, I no longer have that possession. 
Uh, so y- you get lighter of the like those possessions that would drag you down, right? It's the whole minimalism, like those are the mm-hmm. things that's like false idols of success that pull you away from true success. Like wearing a watch or being able to create a nonprofit that supports somebody in dire need. Which one feels better, right? I don't uh, know what. Yeah, right. Uh, having a Porsche. <laughs> Uh, one of my buddies said, Oh, what's the difference between a Porsche and a porcupine? The porcupine has its pricks on the outside. Wow. That's pretty good. I have a couple of the jokes. Awesome too, <laughs> I loved it. It was an awesome car. Like it, anyways, uh, oh, having a Porsche or man, now I only have my uh, vehicle that supports, uh, having my kids, their strollers and every, and, and a Costco run in the back. I'm not a damn good, like, I'm getting closer to what brings me true happiness. And so, you, you know, Chris, you touched on something and I'm gonna, I, I just want to go back and I don't like, I'm not a therapist. I don't pretend, uh, don't take advice from a non-therapist. Yeah, anything right now that you hear, we're not giving any type of, <laughs> so, like, you, you know, change, change the banner on the screen in the bottom. Like, what, this is not any financial advice. And you can please blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> what are the things that, 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 came to me and you, you said this, like, I just want you to, to be happy. One of the biggest things that, that I learned through the divorce process and, and you're in the thick of it, right? And I feel for you because it's hard, but this also was a microcosm of like everything else that was, um, I can't make other people happy. I can work to make me happy and I can fill my cup and I can, I can be there, but I can't make others happy. I, I hope, you know, if, if I've done wrong, I hope you forgive me. I'm sorry. I love you. How can I support you? But I can't be the source of other people's happiness because it, it's like that is an infinite game in itself that takes you in the wrong. You'll never, path. you'll never, you'll never please. That's the point. You'll never, we'll nothing's, get- and I've even said this during the time. I feel, I've not even said it. I mean, it's kind of funny, man. I, everything I was pinpointing, I was feeling. But I couldn't articulate that the way that I needed to. And I was like, you know, I feel in my heart that I can't do anything right. No matter what I do, it's like, damn, if I do, damn, if I don't. Approval. Yep. Yep. And I was and that's what kept, kept, it was like a drug. It kept having me stay there and, and go through what I was going through. And I'm sure yeah. on her side, everyone has a different perspective and different experience. And then there's things that happen. And I'm not trying to say who's wrong or who's right. I've already gotten past that point. I can give a shit who's right, who's wrong. I've just surrendered all that. Yeah. Awesome. Like, I'm not, I'm not a beak. I'm not someone's fucking dancing clown. You know what I mean? Or, you know, the, I'm not the person that's going to go through and do what I do on a, such a high level to what I do. And even in personal life, business, what it doesn't matter. And I can't put on a show for people anymore. And be what you want me to be. I am me. And I'm unapologetically me. And it's fantastic. And Such and for those feeling. that don't think it's fantastic, then there's a whole, like, they could just stay over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's fantastic. I want to be around you, Chris. <laughs> right? I am. If there wasn't a whole body of water right now, you know, I was actually on a call the other day. Someone, that was Glenn Lundy. I need to introduce you. Do you know Glenn? I don't believe I do. Glenn's freaking dope, man. I love that dude. He's got a like a morning show. Um, it's on Facebook and all kind of crazy stuff. And I was on his show, and he came onto ours, well, mine. Um, and he's like took a 
120 car or something. And I think it's in Kentucky. Forgive me if Glenn, you're listening to this. He does listen to the show. Um, but if Glenn, if you're listening to this, I'm forgive me if I murder this, like 120 something car dealership and turned it into over 800% growth. Now he's like a consultant for all these car dealerships, like um, nationwide killing it. And he's such a great dude, man. It's got a show called rising grind breakfast of champions on clubhouse. He's a great guy. But he said something to me once. He was like, um, I was on his show, and it was a morning show. It was kind of like a, one of those fun ones. So that's my next role I'm stepping into is obviously the TV and more reality and you know me doing like an after show host type of thing. Mm -hmm. So I was on his show, and, and he asked me, he just asked me random questions. I'll have to send it to you. You'll die laughing hearing my responses. He was like, what did you have for breakfast today? Well, yesterday, Chris. Like random question. And I was like, I kind of, you know, I didn't even think about it. It just kind of just went out. I said, success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like success. That's like no, but that's like no, but seriously, yes, success. Um, <laughs> and cinnamon toast crunch, you know, and side, side of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> and awesome. you know, it, but it's all about just being true to who you are. I, there's no more filter there. Like I don't really give a shit if I hurt people's feelings, even though I do. I don't want. That's not my. I don't have any malicious intent. It's, yeah. You know, it's just, I, I'll say things and of course, you know, in the world right now where, you know, there's a lot of pressure by the society of saying the right things at all times. So you need to be a little bit more conscious, even more so nowadays mm -hmm. when even some of the comments that you would actually say over a live stream or over a mic, people could take it off the wrong way. And you don't realize the impact that you have on others. Yeah. So let me ask you, um, so hundred percent, um, unapologetically yourself what was your like how did you go about because when i'm 15 20 <laughs> how do you know who you are how do you how does that how do you, you don't get there? you don't well the greeks have a saying it's called know thyself and the whole misconception about that ideology and that statement okay that you have to know thyself well, that's the whole thing you never know your true authentic self until the the next day, you're always evolving. You're always changing. You're either progressing or regressing. You're never staying stagnant. People say, well, I'm complacent. I'm stagnant. You're really not really stagnant. You're, you don't realize you're getting worse because you're not growing. You're dying. That's the way I look at it. So if I'm not moving that needle every single day in the right direction, then I'm, I'm doing something wrong in my life. And how I do that is through resistance. And I didn't know myself at 15, mm. 20 30, you know, even 30, bro. I had no idea who the fuck I was. I knew how, how great I was. I had a huge egotistical problem. I'm Chris Ross, bitch. I would say the most craziest things <laughs> to people, you know, because I can get away with it because I had a nice, I had charm. I can use, I would, you know, charismatic individual. I've always been that guy. And I can say whatever I want. I can talk my way into it and right out of it. Morally and ethically, of course, because I had a gift. My gift was reading energy. I read energy fluently. It's not about what I'm saying. It's how I'm making you feel when I'm saying what I'm saying. And I can pick up on what you're transmitting over to me without you even speaking. And I was, and, but I didn't know that was my gift until later in life. So when I started to get closer to the little boy inside and be like, listen, clown, like <laughs> stop with your like craziness and really giving a shit about what other people think. Who cares? Who cares you have a speech impediment? Who cares you're dyslexic and you hide it and mask it? That you would use try to use bigger words when you know you don't know what the fuck that means. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's be real. Like, that was the sh- yeah. that was the proof. That was like me going in and taking a hard look. And remember, I talked about a big mirror when I learned how to sell, like virtually, years, years, years ago, and selling myself through my soul. Well, I had to take a really hard look. Yes, I, I, ne- well, I would look at myself. I didn't know who I was. I, I was giving off the illusion that I was successful. Watches, cars. I would carry around like four or five thousand, whatever how much money I can carry. Like you know how you have a money clip. Uh huh. The money clip can only hold so much amount of money. I would put the last. You know what I mean? <laughs> Force it. It's interesting because because your gift, like naturally, puts you in a spot where you, because you could feel other people's energy, you're going to gravitate towards being who they want you to be in a lot 100%. of ways. Hundred percent. As you, especially as you're finding yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an X Men movie where they that the I think it's a girl or whatever it's called. I can't remember. What it, they they literally transform and turn into transform into someone else. And look like them and talk like them and everything and emulate them completely. Mm-hmm. That's how it, that's how I became successful. I would emulate success. I just make watched. It, make it. I was and, yeah, but then I learned how to because I had a gift. I I knew I can sell. If you wanted me to do whatever you needed me to do, I went to. I used to go to my directors years ago. This is like early, early shit. This is like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I would go to my director. Like, how many? What do you need today to hit hit numbers? I'll go make it happen. And if it wasn't in the lead base, I would go and do a referrals. I would went to the mall and I would just pass out business cards and I would bring them back to the campus. I just had a knack for being able to have a conversation with anybody. Mm-hmm. But, but shedding all that stuff, it was difficult, man. I had to let, let it all go. I mean, so like when was this during this time for you? How long ago was, I wouldn't say the initial start of the journey because it's not really the start, but I guess it's the start of the healing process for you to go, okay, I'm not going to regress anymore. Mm. Uh, I was 33, 34. I'm 42 now. Um, and uh, and I, as I started doing the personal, I did, and I called it the, because uh, <laughs> uh, I, I say I, I effed up my business. I'm going to try not to use any potty words. Uh, and I, I, I say that myself all the time. I'm going to keep this one PG. And I never so do. I had, <laughs> yeah. so, I, so I had a lot of uneffing of my business and uneffing mm-hmm. of my life to do, to get it to baseline. And that was, Chris, that was hard. I basically had to go back and undo things that were already in cement, like dried, ready to go, rip it all up build over. Um, and I don't know that I would want to go through that journey again or wish it upon anybody, mm-hmm. but, it, and it comes back, you, you mentioned earlier, like grit, like that is, that's a requirement. Like to get to where you want to go, you, you just, you're determined. And once I was able to figure out, I want to be healthy. I want to have a successful business that has a true impact on people's lives. Mm-hmm. As I started like, laying out the vision of where I wanted to go, then there was nothing that was going to stop me. And it was just a matter of getting there every day, just planning it out, creating a business plan yearly, quarterly, monthly, daily. How do I get to where I want to go? Um, A lot of tough conversations, a lot of tough um, interactions, a lot of forgiveness requests for people that I had hurt Mm -hmm. bad that I love tremendously. 
it's kind of like alcohol, like what is it, AA or going through a 12 step program. You know what I mean? Like same stuff. It's the same method. I mean, I've never went through anything like that, but I'm just saying if, I mean, I've, of course I'm not stupid. I'm not oblivious to like people's programs and people's problems. And I, even they say, I have an alcohol problem. I'm like you don't have an alcohol problem. You have a you problem. Mm. You don't have a drug problem. You have a you problem. You're, you're scared to be alone in your own thoughts and you mask, you numb yourself. 100%. Numb yourself. And you numb yourself so much where you're literally shooting up heroin or doing a bunch of cocaine and drinking or, you know, and doing a bunch of different drugs because you're trying to mask all, mask you really truly looking at yourself in a mirror and going, you know, this is my life and I love my life. You don't love your life. You're, you're, you're using supplements and things to make you feel a certain way. And then when you're alone in your own thoughts, when you, regress and then you look back and then and there's nothing else and you're taking cocaine and all these other drugs and whatnot and it's like morphine and then it's like decaf and you don't give you the same feeling because you're now you're immune to that type of feelings of being out of your mind then you go okay i have nothing else i'm gonna kill myself now mm. and i feel for these people bro like and, and i wish that i could and that's a great question i want to ask you and actually i wrote it down see right here <laughs> when you were talking, if you can go back to your 15-year-old self, or maybe at 32, at 31, I wouldn't say all the way back then. I, let's go back to like the what's led you to, okay, now I need to like, all right, damn it, I need to fix this shit. I need to fix myself. It's like, what, could, if you could speak to that younger Tony was wearing the watch and the Porsches and, and you're doing whatever you're doing, if you can speak to him, like, what would be the message that you would say? Ooh. So I, I tell my ego, it's not about you. Uh, and like really dig deep. And, and I've been through spiritual journeys to really try and find stuff, but my ego just took over. Like in my early twenties, I wanted to find, understand God, the universe, whatever it is. I, I got into like physics, just wanted to understand this stuff. I still love physics just because I love the, me too. Not like it all just mirrors. So, um, like, it's not about you, but I'd have to find a way to do it, Chris. Where it's it's a uh, what's in it for me. Oh, uh, okay. I like this. Okay, keep going. So, so I say it's not about you, but then I have to be able to sell myself. It. So if I'm being really honest, with yeah, that's no, true. It's true though. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. Love it. Um, I would just have to like. I would have to paint the picture of like, okay, so like these material possessions that, that are giving you happiness that, okay, like something's not really going right. And you go to Best Buy and you get that new, like whatever, that cool new iPhone or whatever. And it's just like, oh, it's awesome. You get this yeah, new it's, car. It's, it's like, new oh, money it's awesome. syndrome, bro. I bought the big, I got the one of the biggest TVs ever known to man in my living room. And I never watched a damn thing. <laughs> right. And it gets there and it's just like, ah, uh, mm -hmm. that's really not at the core of what makes you happy. I'd have to start laying out what, what the roads lead to ego versus true subconscious, like, like, like really being in tune with true success and helping explain the pain versus the potential mm. and understanding the, the glass ceilings and why the glass ceilings. And for me, I'm very like, uh, it has to be structure and system. So I'd explain like, why you self-sabotage? So I don't really have, I, I don't know if you were looking for the, oh, be kind or do this. No, no, no. I'm a, and, I, and I knew you were going to give me the raw answer because it's, it's you. So 
and it's difficult because, you know, of course, that's the easiest answers and cliche answers. Like, oh, be kind to yourself, number one. I'm like, okay, stop. I'm not, I don't need your Sunday school answer. What I'm looking yeah. for is something a little bit more specific because you got to realize that as we're having a conversation, there's, there's a lot of people that tune into the show. And if you're able to hit somebody in a certain way, I'm going, okay, I relate to that. I feel that. Yeah. And, and that's the whole point of like, I'm sharing stuff that I've, I don't tell uh, a wide variety of people, but I'm happy to share with the podcast just for that reason, because I do want somebody to, to, to understand what to have like a similar demon to know what it's like to go from one bad relationship to another to then um, to experience pain and how to come back through it and have it empower you because it is like your, your worst times you're going to go through, whether it's, you know, you get in trouble, you get uh, with the law, you, you, you go bankrupt, you, whatever your journey is, learn from it. Right. And find a way to say, all right, well, what am I doing? Like, what can, what's going on inside of me? Don't go external. Go internal deep. Stop trying to fix other people. Fix yourself. Like mm-hmm. understand why you make those decisions on a very deep and the deepest of levels and then go a little bit deeper. And then once you get to the core of that, you, you start like, and you'll know when you get there because you'll have those like tear snot bubble moments mm-hmm. uh, of like, because uh, you generally will shy away from it too, Chris. Uh, until you, as you go towards that with, was just reckless abandon to really understand what is stopping you from living in your zone of genius. That's making you self-sabotage. Um, find that embrace it. You know, your four A's around it. Um, have some grace for yourself. Oh man. Bing. That's what I was looking for. That grace. And, and, and then once you understand it um let it empower you Mm -hmm. you mentioned you mentioned a couple times not to cut you off zone of genius a few times mm -hmm. if you noticed with a couple things i I say that a lot my zone of genius and i felt like my so dialed into my zone of genius that i now don't tell people what i do for a living anymore I let them discover it. And they said, perfect example. That's this went back to this Glenn. I was, I know I was going to get back to it. Glenn, he asked me like, what do you do for a living? It's like, <laughs> I change lives. Next question. Simple. Change mm-hmm. lives because I changed mine. I know what it takes. I know what it takes. And it's not about me sharing something with someone to get to a buying decision for them to sign a data line for the money to leave their account to go to my account and for me to be able to get that satisfaction of going there's never enough money i could ever make and then taking that money and then when i felt like shit and or my relationships were failing i was a giver i would buy the most luxurious gifts for these people you know what i mean i then went through through this over something like a little oh close to around almost close to two million dollars worth of jewelry and stuff that i bought to get myself out of the doghouse. You know what I mean? When I was literally, my stand, I was compromised my quality of life because I was hustling so hard to make money. Mm-hmm. Damn. You know, and I was like, what, you know, what, this isn't, what's the point of all this? 
And it becomes very lonely, man. If you're alone and you're by yourself and your own thing, and then you you created your own sh- you own jail. Sure. And it's then also you took distraction. Hundred percent. With the uh, great distraction, I, I I didn't do any work for two months other than podcast. Hmm. And that's why. And they say that you discover yourself. I created myself at that point. That's when I really created myself because I got to the true essence of me. But what mm. brought me joy? I choose happiness over everything now. Next, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. I don't, Chris, you, you know, this is, this is where I fell down this hole. There's, there's opportunities are endless for me right now. They'll bring me up. This will make you quarter million dollars. This will make you this in six months. I don't give a shit. I don't want to do it. I, I'm now I've gotten to the point in my zone of genius. I can tell people no and not even blink. And you got to know when's enough enough. And I mean, there's so much with you and I can keep going down this hole. I, I you know in, in my apologies if we didn't really talk a lot about the business stuff, but this is what people need to hear in my opinion. And this is what they, people don't want to talk about. Because you're, and I have to say thank you for being open and holding space with me during this time and being open to share some of these things that you don't talk about with people. Because, but then again, you got to hold yourself accountable and not give off the illusion that you're not, I'm Big Tony. I own this and I do this and I have this and this is what I do for a living. And I, I'm changing the world one technology, a microphone at a time. And <laughs> this is what I, you know, and I hear all this bullshit from people. And when I hear this and they're overselling it, I'm like, well, oh, I remember myself at that, that moment. I remember I used to do that. Got a little work to do. I'm like, man, I feel for you, bro, or girl. I, I see it. And now I've gotten to the point. You ever read the book Games People Play? No. <laughs> you write that shit down. You'll love this. Write one. that down. <laughs> write that shit down. I'm actually training. Well, I wouldn't say training. <clears throat> um, Lauren Tickner's a a co-owner of Windex Studios. We haven't made a huge announcement by the time it's already happened or already happened, but I'm bridging a gap with her sales team. And I haven't done sales training in years, years. It feels like donkeys ago. And now I'm starting to like train and they ask me like, what book would you read? I'm like zero sales books. You know where to find sales books from the gurus that know what the hell they're doing or supposed to do on a fucking clearance rack. It no longer works. What you need to read is games. People play by Dr. Eric Byrne. And it just so happens that was written Back in like in the 70s. Why is that important? Because you'll know the gimmick, the con, and you'll know all that. You'll literally be able to pick people apart and knowing what roles, and it goes back into their parenting and then conditioning mm. and their experiences. You literally can pick them apart. Like before they even walk in a room, you'll feel an energy. You'll feel that energy. I studied these books because I was making sure I wasn't crazy, I didn't understand my gift. I thought I was, I thought I was like, I'm crazy. Something's wrong with me. And I was listening to Elon Musk talk about this when he was like eight. He's like, I'm, I guess I think I'm crazy. But when you think you're crazy, cause the world's starting to tell you like, ah, oh, you're a little nuts or they don't think like you do, but you're, you're willing to shed layers and getting down to the true essence of you. That's when you discover your true gifts. I'm not saying that people would, you know, they shed all the layers, become the richest man on the planet. But if you put, whatever you put your mind and your attention to, will do. You'll make it happen. They'll come into your life at the right moment. What was that? What I mean, I guess if we can kind of like wrap up with that one piece, with 
everything you are right now. It sounds like to me you choose happiness over everything. Uh, working towards it every day. Right. Okay. Making perfect. decisions on that. So when you don't choose happiness over everything and you make a decision based upon getting some type of gain or doing it for other people where you're not trying to pour back into yourself and check in with you, that's a slippery slope. How hard is it to make those mean conscious of, okay, I know I need to make this happen, but if it's not in the best interest of me, short-term, long-term and business and communities tied into this business, short-term and long-term, I'm not doing it. Well, so sometimes you have to do it in business, yeah, in okay. parenting or whatever. And um, w you develop, right? Not just mm -hmm. yourself, but people around you that can enable, because there's other people. So, and it, this ties back into the business a little bit for me, Chris, be because I work a lot, right? And so I had to build a business from nothing. I had to do the, I take out the trash. I, I, you know, there's not a thing that has, that happened in this company that I haven't done. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of things don't bring me happiness. When I would be checking backups at two in the morning, that's not on my list of things that I love doing, right? So, so I had to develop people and process to allow me to get into my zone of genius on, on my business journey, right? So, which is um, the course I'm going to continue because I love doing what we do and having the impact that we do. It's for a higher so, purpose, what I'm hearing you say. It's like you had to pretty much understand, yeah, I hate doing this right now, but I need to learn to love it. Because I know what's going to happen if I continue to keep making these moves. I mean, honestly, I'm never going to love it, but I'm going to power through. Right. Okay. And figure out what I can get off my list, and how how do I get this off my list and focus on that 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 area where it's my unique ability. I love doing. Time goes by so quick when I'm doing this. I'm really good at. I might be the best in the world at this, mm -hmm. and everything else in those other quadrants of. Like it, not great. Don't like it, but good, not good, and hate it. Like get every, start in the not good, hate it. Get that off first. Oh man, this and, is fucking and, powerful for people to hear. <laughs> what? Say that again. Say that again. <laughs> so it's, it's a it's actually from the book Traction. It's from it's called mm -hmm. Delegate and Elevate. Yeah, I, I, I know the book. Yeah. So okay, yeah. I've read it, and it was impactful for me too as well. Go ahead, keep going. Please proceed. <laughs> so the four quadrants and, and it's just like take a piece of paper and draw a line on it, two axes. And the quadrants are love it. Great at it. Uh, like it. Good. Don't like it. Good. Uh, don't like it. Terrible at it. And just take whatever you do during the day, put it in those four quadrants. I love doing this. Like I am amazing at in your case sales or empathy podcasts like your list is very long <laughs> uh but then i don't like invoicing i don't like uh contract reviews i don't like whatever it is right and and just put everything for two weeks in those four quadrants and then start with that one bottom right and get the shit out that you don't get the stuff out that you don't that you hate doing that you're not good at start there and then just work your way around to to start getting to that love what I'm doing and I'm great at it. And that's my recipe to get to where I want to go. And you can apply that to just about anywhere. I love that so recipe life as well. I love that recipe. And yeah, you can't apply it to anything in life, to be honest with you. You know, I have learned, I wouldn't say to love, 
what I have learned to do very effectively is understand some of the things that I hated to do mm -hmm. and some of the things that I brings me so much joy and happiness. And it just, I'm just dialed in. If I can do this every day that I would do this every day and I do, but I learned how to break out in my day, three sections, eight, eight, eight. And I check in myself at every eight, eight, eight on my quality of life and how I felt and checked in with myself. So say for instance, I would have podcasting. I love the fucking podcast. Love to talk. Love to have conversations. <laughs> Who knew? I got, there's a picture of me on my Instagram that my team posted. It's actually a phone of me and a phone and Mickey Mouse phone, like five. And then fast forward, like how it started and how it, how it's going. <laughs> I who knew that I would be? I don't know who I was talking to that day on the phone. I guess Mickey or Donald Duck. I was selling the shit out of it. So, but it's so funny. But that I love to do. So I do these for a couple hours, and then I go back. Now I'm re I've, I've recycled energy here. I can recycle. I'm not gonna get tired. I'm dialed in. But when I leave here and I go work on spreadsheets or invoicing and the things that you're mentioning, that shit takes me away from my source. Now I'm draining energy. Mm -hmm. In order to get myself back to an optimal level, I need to start. Well, I was saying I'll make a couple phone calls where it's not like recorded live. Make a couple phone calls that gets me back to what I love to do, and then I come. That's what I was doing right before I got on this. I was actually on a phone call, and when I got on a phone, like I get on a phone call, I, I, I change my state, I release everything, I get myself mm -hmm. back to an optimal level, and then it's like hit game time. It's lightning in a bottle now. Like stand by to stand by, all freaking things are moving. So, and it's game time. There's no, there's no like, oh man, you know how like you have shows? I actually was on a show. Oh, my editing team, I messed that question up. I'm like, you need to relax. Just relax. Just have a nice <laughs> conversation. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm nothing special, bro. Like, I'm just a human. <laughs> I, there's nothing. I mean, like, they'll read your bio. You notice I haven't said anything about what you do for a living or I mean, why you do what you do. It's not about that. Doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> like, you, you, no one's gonna ask Elon Musk like, "What are some things that you're into, and what is the next business model?" I'm gonna ask him like, "Why did you? Why do you want to leave the world so bad? <laughs> what do you know that I don't know, sir?" <laughs> you know, two richest men on the planet right now trying to leave the fucking planet. You know, <laughs> maybe like, you don't want to know, Chris. Uh, maybe I don't want to know. Like, I'm, I, I ask stupid questions. You know, like, I, what? I'm just curious. Like, why do you want to leave the world this bad? And you actually just because you have nothing else to prove here. Like, what? What is it? So that's the whole thing I'm about. Is like I want to, and that's why I love what I do. And me checking in those eight 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 and seeing if I won my day. Do you do something like that to hold yourself accountable to kind of look back and say, all right, am I progressing or regressing? Like, what is that hard, hard truth that you really need to make, I guess, make a reality for you or rather so, so that way you don't go into the avoidance? Oh, man. I, I could like, uh, this is a great opportunity to say I could do a better job because I do it more so in business. Um, like with business, I've got like, we have our quarterly or, you know, our quarterly planning meeting, our annual planning meeting, our weekly meetings. We're going over every goal that we set, uh, every scorecard we set. Uh, you're inspiring me right now to have a similar scorecard in life. Um, how am I making my wife feel like I support her? How do I let her know she's the most beautiful love person on the planet? Like, what's my scorecard for that? How do I know I succeeded at that today? How do I let my children know that 
they can do anything in life if they put their mind to it. And they believe in the same concepts we've been talking about and know that they have support for whatever their dream is so that they just, they just get after it mm-hmm. and, and put those, those same scorecards in life and play that I do in business. And uh, I got an action item now, Chris. And I, I think that's, that's my takeaway from our talk. And one of the reasons I'm here for my journey is to come out of this with, with that because I'm going to do a better job of that, actually. I appreciate Man. that. That's a great question. I appreciate the opportunity of being able to allow me the time to find the area of opportunity to ask the question. Because if it wouldn't have been from some of the information that you shared today, and I I appreciate you, I really, I cherish our conversation. It has only been a a few of them, but I cherish our car. Every time we have, I got, remember texting you right after, like, I don't ever get my phone number out to people. This is great. Like, like, I don't know. This was fun. Like, we should do this more often. Like, change change the damn world. But when I'm asking these questions, like the questions come to me when it, when it triggers something in my brain, this will be great for me to understand, but this also will be great for someone else to listen to because they're not going to catch you at this light often. And holding myself accountable, the reason why I do 888, I'm just applying all the things that made me successful in business to my personal life. And that was what I was avoiding. I can't wait to, I mean, if it, the person of my dreams and maybe she's already in my life and I don't know, like, and just, I don't, I need to look at things a little differently. You know, I don't know I, who knows. I don't really, I say what I want and seek. I affirm, I claim it and I put it out there and let it go. When it brings to me, it brings to me or whatever, but the conversations and future stuff, I cherish more deep conversations with individuals because I'm, I'm willing to be able to not immerse myself into that and try to be somebody they want me to be to help them. I, I use things like, I understand, but I don't understand from your perspective, but I understand from the way that I'm thinking of it and trying to feel it and me yeah. not trying and, re- and resisting the urge to try to fix that problem. That's their problem to fix. I can point you in the right direction, but it's kind of like Anthony Trucks, great friend of mine. He awesome talked about, dude. he's such a dude, he's such a great guy. Have you, you met? Uh-huh. Oh my love God. He's, I love, I love him. To death. Like you can't, like he's so easy to talk to. You, like, you can't, you, you can't not love him. Right. So he, what he talked about with his ex and now wife, like he divorced, got remarried, the same high school sweetheart, but dropping, planting a seed and allowing, her to go get that plant water, that seed watered from another source because he it's not his job. That's that way. That when he said that to me, this is like 18 months ago or so. When he said that to me, I was like, I got it. I got it. And that wasn't a thing for relationships. I'm talking about every relationship in my life. I'm talking about my younger sister, which is by far one of the funniest people that anybody ever meets. She is a blazing soul. My mom, my dad, my uncles, my you know aunts, and even like the the stuff that's happened in my family. I just I have to stop the threat, and once I stop the threat from hurting me, then I'm able to just I can love. I finally have gotten to the point where I can love people from a distance and tell people that. You can say I love you and unconditionally, and just say you know and still say goodbye. Mm. 
I don't care. It just, I'm not saying I don't care. It's like I catch myself. It's, I know I love myself more from the satisfaction of making you happy. And I move on. And that's made me, I feel like that's made me unstoppable in life. Um, you're just getting started in life, Chris. I'm, it's like so awesome to see, like you, you've hit this point now where you're, uh, you've accelerated your, your trajectory. And, uh, I can't wait to keep watching your journey and where you're going and what you're going to, the legacy that you're going to create, uh, with, with the tenacity that you you're going after it and the, um, the clarity that not only that you have now, but that you continue to seek. And I think like the fact that you are, you're not just knowing you're growing and looking to continue to grow, uh, combine that with the energy you're bringing and your ability to understand and read people. Um, special man, keep it up. Well, I appreciate that. It means a lot. And you're going to be with me, man. We'll end up having, we'll, we'll buy a Porsche. That's what we'll do is we'll buy a Porsche and a bunch of watches and stuff and do a giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that dope? <laughs> Isn't that dope? <laughs> Think about that overall. Know, that might be a little bit <laughs> No, but I mean, we'll figure something out. Like some type of giveaway or, or something. Not just giveaway. Like we got to do something. And they have to obviously get something there and earn it. I, I mean, I'm not stupid, okay? Like, let's be real, okay? I just so, think it'd be funny if we gave away our, like, past problems. Like, here's our demons. I'm, here you I'm go. Freely offering us to I mean, good luck. luck. I mean, like, by the way, good luck dealing with that asshole. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> good luck dealing with that asshole. That ego was a mother trucker right there. Like, like move, I'm, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like this. It's the way my life was back in the day. I'm like, okay, let's have a good week. Let's go and let's go pull out a bunch of money that I can pull out and then go to the bar and then pay for everybody's bar tab because I was stupid as shit and then just be there because I had nothing else to do with my life. Well, the issue, I didn't want to have to go back and deal with my own ego because that motherfucker was a monster. So then I, I learned that I can't suppress my ego. That's even worse. It's like putting a, a monster in a closet and now they're just going to get pissed off that he's in the closet. And he, mm -hmm. he's going to do it all the other way. So what I've done is I give him a big, huge book that he can't read. It's like teaching a monkey to speak Japanese. You know, like it's, <laughs> they're like, he's like, I don't understand this. I'm like, I, I just keep him busy. So I learned how to like, also even with the, the human brain to be able to pour back into myself that you don't realize that when your frontal lobe, when you become unconscious or conscious, right? That's where your subconscious is. And if once you start waking up, now you're catching a glimpse deep down in your subconscious of what's actually happening. Well, I learned at nighttime not to have a drunk librarian part of my brain trying to file all the information into my, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, Good call. right? Yeah. Bad. So it's, I learned how to deal with I learned that there's time that I need to recharge. There's times that I need to do this. There's times that I, and it's only going to make me up more of a powerful individual one and then powerful for everybody I'm coming in contact with. Well, that's where the power comes from, right? It's not the ego. It's the subconscious. It's, 100%. it's not thoughts become things. It's beliefs become things. And when you start really honing in on that subconscious and using that to believe that you're going to do become, uh, attract is when it really starts, um, really starts happening at least for me and so i want to i want to enter something into our subconscious i give us let me give us two three years mm -hmm. where i 
you up on that and we come up with something uh we can call it porsches and washes but but it has to be something deeper that is in line with what we're trying the with the uh the pure side of what we're trying to do in some way and i'm going to hold us accountable because i'm good at that and say all right yeah i love it I love it. So three years from now is 2000. I don't even know what year it is. That's, that's an, time's an illusion as well. Let's say 2021. Yeah, 2021. Yeah. So 2024. We're going to have an event of some sort of uh, dramatic charity fashion to, to do something really good. And I don't know what it is yet, but you set me off with Porsches and watches to turn Here. into something that's going to be fantastic. Have I, did I tell you this? Did I tell you what I was? I have on my what I'm looking for to, to do once I get off of this off and doing what I'm doing in the next three to five years. No, I can't believe this is happening. Okay, so <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, so no one's even heard this. I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm gonna say it. I was I thought about it's like a little in this, and I'll tell you. No, I'm gonna tell them. I'm gonna throw the biggest fucking party and massive like event no one's ever done it and i'm gonna do it for free and i'm gonna do it for free i'm gonna do it for free on purpose and i'm gonna do it in a certain way where all have all sponsors paid for everything in it and at that event we'll reveal something at an event of what, what we can do and then from there we'll teach people how to whatever manifest and then they want to live and i set that on my thing I'm, you know how like people they set events and they have oh i have this virtual event or i have this one event no i'm having one event of only people that are aligned to my message and not trying to sell a damn thing all right i just recruited myself unknowingly you just so. yep yeah you're, you're, you're now a speaker so we're good um, and then we'll pull, we'll play a clip of this. I'm like, yeah, this happened three years ago. Wait, everyone in the audience is like, where the fuck is my Porsche? <laughs> I'm like, uh, Oprah is not here, sir. You know, like you need to relax, ma'am. Spiritual Porsche. Right. I'm like, you know, like <laughs> buy him like one of those matchbox <laughs> the Tonka toys, you know, like reach underneath your seat. Dude, wouldn't it be funny? That would be hilarious. Oh my god, I'm getting so many ideas right now. It's like, all right, audience, reach up underneath your seat. You do have a Porsche, and they pull out like they're like, ah, I'm like, I gotcha. Dumbass. With a with a note of love and gratitude. Right. Your future self deserves the Porsche. <laughs> oh man i appreciate you man um i appreciate you so much the information you shared you know i'm not going to go into i mean if there's anything that i ever can do to repay the the favor and obviously we keep doing what we do um i just i can't wait to see what the future holds for you and your business your family and us and if you obviously working together in some some type of form or fashion i appreciate you again man thanks a lot my pleasure chris back at you and uh we'll do it again soon Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Um, anything you want me to put, make sure that we put into the show notes or anything. If you want to say, send a message to everyone here. We do have that Texas community. So guys, I'm going to hold you accountable to this. Texas at 843-396-2104. Text them crazy Tony, big tone, big time Tony. Where, and just say that you're listening to the show and any type of feedback. And we'll make sure that my team relays that information over to you. Um, we get a lot of feedback. So, and you're more than welcome to text the community as well. We'll add you to the, the, the community that. thing and that way you're able to see the message and respond in real time if you want so we'll go from there i love it awesome all right perfect thanks man. man appreciate it again guys be well be well be you be great peace out much love and happiness 
Guys, just sending nothing but positive vibes. You can learn anything about this episode. Hold yourself accountable to the 888. And I'm just going to go off of what was your big takeaway in all areas of your life. That nagging girlfriend or that nagging boyfriend, that kid that is desperately is striving for your attention and is riding in the cars and, and you know, doing all kinds of crazy stuff and lashing out. They're, they're striving for your attention for you to create more time. So go hold yourself accountable. Peace out. Much love. Broadcast is brought to you by WinCheck Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there.